You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I'm talking about the benefits of niching down in your business. I'm doing this episode because there are a lot of trainee coaches that I meet who finish their qualifications and they're just getting started in business, but they just want to help everyone and they're terrified of niching down, thinking that it means they won't have as many clients. But today I'm going to help you to understand what it means to niche down six benefits of choosing a niche and niching down and what coaching a niche actually involves. I want to be clear that niching down is going to help you to get more clients, not less. And that's what we're going to explore today. When you're starting out as a health and wellness coach, the experience that you get with practice clients and your first paid clients are going to help you to figure out which niche you might want to focus on so that you can market to that niche directly. I guess what I'm saying is that I think it's okay to start more broadly, but please also know that it can be hard to find clients who want to coach with you if your marketing is not specific, if your marketing is broad and targeting everybody. Why is that? Simply because unless you can clearly explain the benefits of coaching, and you might want to see the previous episode of this podcast where I talked about that, then they won't understand the benefits and value of coaching if you can't explain it to them. They won't get why they should be doing it. And that's why I recommend that you start niching down as soon as you have some clarity on the types of people that you want to work with. So let's talk about what that means and how it works. And perhaps we can start with the definition of a niche market. A niche market is really just a subset of a bigger target market. So it's a more specific group of people that are desperate to solve a specific problem. So when you hear the phrase niching down, it really just means that you're getting more specific and targeting a certain segment of the group of people that you want to work with. Why would you do this? Well, because people are very specific when they're searching for an answer to their problem. And they're going to be ultra specific about the detail of their problem. So if they can find somebody who could help them with that specific thing that they're specifically searching for, they'll be much more interested in getting help from that person rather than finding someone who does all areas of health and wellness. For example, recently I googled night sweats and insomnia in menopause, and that's pretty specific. And if I was looking to work with a coach to help me with those things, I'd be choosing someone who works with women in menopause and who either lists the types of symptoms that I'm looking for, or at very least indicates that she works with business owners. That's the kind of person I am, and that's who I'd want to work with. I wouldn't be looking for a more general health and wellness coach because to me, they wouldn't necessarily understand who I am and what I'm going through. And I guess that's the crux of it. When you choose a niche, you're actually inviting people who relate to you to come and work with you. They're going to trust you more easily and the coaching relationship will be stronger from the beginning. Now, let's just be clear about something. You won't necessarily be able to choose a niche right away if you're just starting out. It might be a bit hard. You might not be very clear. So you will definitely need to practice with people and work out who your people are and what sorts of challenges they're facing. 
I guess what I'm saying is that niching down is a journey and I recommend that you start out by picking what's called a target market in the beginning. A target market is a broader category of either a person or a type of problem that the market is spending money on. And spending is really the key. If they're not spending money to solve a problem, it'll be hard for you to engage with them for coaching. They might not be ready, willing and able to buy or the problem might not be big enough. So let me give you some examples of target markets. Weight loss for women aged 30 to 40. You might think that's specific, but it's pretty broad. Weight loss for women in menopause. Stress management for men in white collar roles. Do these sound quite specific to you? They're not. They're actually pretty general. So at least if you can pick something broad like that, it's a good starting point. What you'll learn is that as you coach people in a more general target market like those examples I've mentioned, you'll quickly understand that not all people in that group are created equal. There are subgroups and they're very different. For example, the target market might differ in terms of their demographic, their take-home income, family situation, and more specifically, the circumstances that are causing their problem or the obstacles they're facing. That's okay, though. You can start broadly and get to know those people and see who you're attracting and hopefully get more specific over a period of a few months. And what does more specific look like? Well, perhaps it is female corporate leaders who are tired and listless and struggling with sleep, primary school teachers who are struggling to lose weight due to stress, women in the beauty industry who want to lose weight because looks are important but they're going out to lots of lunches and drinks. Women who are emotional eaters. So as you can see, they're quite specific now and any of them could be viable niches within menopause and related to weight loss or just menopause generally. So you can see how I've taken it down to a much more specific circumstance. And when you do that, you stand out. It becomes easy to buy from. If you can't pick an area of health and well-being to start with, then start with the type of person that you want to engage with, such as introverted women in corporate jobs or mothers of two young kids, and find out what their problems are. Do it that way. Start with the person. And please know that the niche that you end up working with is probably going to be someone who's fairly similar to you. So finding those people who are similar in age, life story, demographic, those sorts of things is really important. Now let's talk about six benefits of choosing a niche and niching down before we talk about how to coach in a niche, which is really critical that you understand that piece. So thinking about the more specific menopause niches that I mentioned earlier, let's say that you're running a group coaching program and you put a bunch of those women into a group together. If you just mix them all up and you didn't have a niche, You'd have a group of people who all think and behave in slightly different ways. You might have teachers who are overweight due to stress, corporate leaders who are overweight because they're tired and struggling to sleep, and emotional eaters. And they might have some common ground, but they'll be potentially interested in talking about different things. So you won't have that cohesiveness in a group. And that doesn't matter too much in a one-to-one -one scenario when you're starting out because you'll be speaking to those people individually, but as you start to move into groups, the way you run those groups will be way more cohesive and much better equipped to create a cohesive community if those people in the group can relate to each other on a personal level. 
And so that's benefit number one of niching down more cohesive group coaching programs. Benefit number two is that you'll find it much easier to coach if you choose a niche, even in a one-to-one -one setting, because you'll be dealing with similar types of people or problems rather than being stretched in lots of different directions. It makes me think, no wonder that new coaches think that they don't know enough. Imagine having to face a barrage of different people with different needs and different issues. That could make things worse. So by niching down, you're going to have a more consistent type of client and it's going to be much easier for you to feel confident about coaching them. Benefit number three of niching down is the impact on your business. Now imagine that you've picked a niche and narrowed down so it's more specific and you feel really good about that. How does that impact your business? Well, suddenly you are seen as a one-of-a-kind unique business. It's so much easier to speak specifically to your audience, to stand out from the pack and to become a trusted and go-to source of support. So you become more visible, more recognisable and therefore easier to buy from. Benefit number four of niching down is that you become a more proficient and confident coach much more quickly and easily. And as you really get to know your audience, you'll realize that you've started to master the key areas that matter to the niche, the main coaching approaches that work with them and how to interact with those clients. So working with similar types of people with similar types of issues helps you to get your eye in with coaching, become proficient and feel more confident more quickly and easily. Benefit number five of niching down is that you'll be working less and achieving more. And you're probably thinking, huh, how does that work? <laughs> I know. Well, it's because you won't be customising your marketing content for lots of different types of client or needing to source tonnes of different resources to suit different people. The fact is you'll be diving into one niche area and using the same sorts of content and resources for all your clients, saving you lots of time. You'll be marketing in one or two places where your niche hangs out rather than all over the place hoping that someone will respond. So speaking to the one type of person means less customization, less work, and you'll be able to see more clients. And that's what it's all about. Benefit number six is that you will have a bigger number of clients and more loyal, committed clients because you know them so intimately and deeply and your sales conversations will result in much higher conversions because that more specific niche trusts you. They know that you understand them and know a lot about them and really get what their problem is. So that loyalty and longevity of clients means you have to do less marketing and you'll get more word of mouth referrals and they'll stay with you longer. Hopefully I've convinced you that there are six benefits to niching down. It's super valuable. But start walking before you run. Start with a target market first and with practice clients to start to figure out who do I want to work with, what is the niche and how can I best help those people. And that involves you really listening to your clients, reflecting on what they're telling you, learning more about them and starting to figure that out. Now let's talk about what coaching a niche involves. And it might not be what you think. You might think, well, I'm going to be stuck coaching around diet or I'm going to be stuck coaching around alcohol or weight loss. And I want to coach in all areas of health and wellness. 
Well, that's exactly what you'd be doing if you're coaching a niche. It really isn't much different from coaching different types of people or different niches. Why is that? Well, because no problem exists in isolation. And I want to say that again, it's really important. No problem exists in isolation. In other words, no matter who you're coaching and what their key problem or goal is, there are going to be lots of other areas of health that will need to be coached around. Here's an example. Weight problems are influenced by sleep, nutrition, exercise, stress, and mental health or mindset or some combination of those. That's a fact. What changes is the order of priority. Some clients say, I want to lose weight and I need to focus on what I eat. But as you start working with them, it's going to be really clear that the reason that they're not eating well or able to eat well is because they're stressed. They're not sleeping well. They haven't figured out an exercise routine that will normalize their hunger and satiety and contribute to their sleep. So it's all tied up together. No problem exists in isolation. You could look at the same kind of scenario if you were coaching someone around stress or anxiety. Stress and anxiety are influenced by sleep, nutrition, mental health, mindset or limiting beliefs and exercise. It's exactly the same, but it's this particular combination on order of priority. And not all areas will be relevant for every person, but I say again, no problem exists in isolation. But here's the kicker. It's about what the client is thinking about is the bit that matters to them. So if you say that you're coaching generally, you're not talking about what matters to them. If you speak about a specific focal area that you know your client's interested in, they're going to start working with you and you'll be coaching around all of those other areas anyway. So think about what your client wants Speak to that in your marketing, honour that in your coaching and know that you'll be invariably working around the other areas to some degree anyway. And I want to peel another layer off this. It's really important. In all likelihood, the reason behind somebody's perceived problem, whatever that problem is, is a general skills gap. So think about somebody who's feeling stressed and overwhelmed and is not very good at setting boundaries or being kind to themselves or making enough time for themselves. So those are three skills that somebody needs to figure out how to do. You're not teaching them. They're going to learn through experience, through the practice of experimenting and setting small goals. But in terms of stress and overwhelm, those things are relevant. Boundaries, being kind to yourself, making enough time for yourself. But can you see how they also affect many other areas of life like eating, exercise and sleep? The thing is, if you're working in a niche and you're working on a problem, what you're actually doing is helping that client fill specific skills gap. They develop those skills through their own experimentation and those skills can be applied to many different problems they're facing in other areas of life. Think about it this way. If you're not good at setting boundaries, then you might give in to overeating. You might work late. You might have trouble saying no 
to someone who wants to wants you to stay up late you might have trouble saying no to alcohol and therefore you don't sleep well so the issue of boundaries is affecting all of those areas of your health and when you coach a client you're going to equip them with those skills or they're going to develop those skills themselves so that they can solve many problems in their life and your coaching can help them navigate that. As the saying goes, the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. So as a coach, your job is to help people unpack that and create impact in many areas of their life. So let's wrap up what we talked about today. We talked about what niching down means and six of the benefits are niching down. And there are others, but the six that I mentioned are there's more cohesive and connected coaching groups. The fact that it's easier to start with similar types of problem and problems and people rather than being stretched in many directions. You're seen as unique, one of a kind and standing out. You'll be more proficient and confident more quickly. You'll be working less and achieving more. And that'll save you a lot of time with not customizing stuff. And you'll have more loyal clients and higher sales conversion rates. And finally, I discussed the fact that no problem exists in isolation. So while your niche thinks that they have a problem, an area that they want to focus on and which you might market to, the fact is you'll end up coaching them around other areas anyway. In other words, you will be helping people to develop skills in one area that are transferable to many areas of health and wellness. And all that changes is the priority. You can people help people have a huge impact in many areas. But you need to start with what they want, and that is the niche. I hope this has been really helpful. If you need help to discover your niche or to start niching down, reach out and hit me up on the contact page. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Stay well, and I'll see you next time. Bye for now.